Welcome to another episode of The Cutting Board. This is your host, Mike Rose. Listen, it's been a while, guys. I can't even say that there's a real reason except for life be lifing. Like, when you go to do what you want to do, life be lifing and has no consideration of the fact that life be lifing. But anyway, um, I decided to do an episode on a good, solid weekend because it's my anniversary weekend and my guest aside from Gloria Patterson Stevens aka GPS that you're gonna hear every once in a while go through the episode so I don't get stuck in the mountains but my guest is none other than the missus now we're gonna put a disclaimer on this I'm not here to give you relationship advice I'm not here to answer your deep-seated burning questions about how you should talk to your husband. I am just a man with a view that happens to be married to this lady. Babe, talk to him. What's up? What's up? What do you want me to say? Hello. Hello. You just introduced me yourself. But there's so much more that you got going on than just Mrs. Come on, get in your bag. I I am the Mrs. Mrs. Ebony Rose, and I agreed to do this lovely podcast with my husband. I figured, I figured we would be sitting somewhere looking at some water and not driving doing this. But you've been trying to get the water all weekend, and it's been raining all weekend. So not, not today. Yeah, but today's the go-home day. We got mad stuff to do. You got mad stuff to do. No, we, we got to get back. We got we got an appointment to go to. We got kids we got to find. All kinds of stuff. Anyway, but yes, I agreed to do this podcast. And um, let's, let's do it, I guess. What you mean you guess? This is not I guess situation. This is, we're in this. All right, so, ready? I'm sure people are burning to know. What's it like being married to me? I heard short people are burning to know. That's not what I said. How's it being married to me? Like That's a loaded question. Yeah, answer it. Any way it comes out. You just remember this is a family show. What is it like being married to you? Mm. It's very challenging. You gonna just gonna be the, the PG thirteen answers? You wanna talk, you talk. It's very challenging. Okay, what does that mean, though? It's a struggle most times. Yeah? Yeah. Why? Because of our differences and how we view things. Hey, you gotta, you gotta give me more. You gotta elaborate. This is a conversation. <laughs> so, why is it so challenging? Like, remember, when I interview, we're talking. What is it like being married to you? It is challenging. Because of certain things we became become used to growing up, and how, which determines how we act and how we see things. So I think that comes up a lot in our marriage, and it'd be a struggle. We'd be like fighting each other's upbringings. Okay, I'll take that. Being married to her is rainbows and butterflies every single day. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. I'm lying. Um, I don't know. 
I think that I heard something the other day that was really dope that men love harder and different than women. And the, the guy was bringing it down. He was saying that women love love. Y'all love dates, being courted, gifts. Y'all love the ambiance or the idea of love. Wherein man loves differently, right? He loves based on what I've decided to do. And I think if any husbands be honest, when we realized we was in love, it wasn't like, oh my God, the heavens are open. It's like, dang, she caught me. I love this chick. All right, dang. Because you got to think about it. Men aren't loving for the love. We're not loving for going on dates and vacations. We're saying that, yo, okay, I'll protect shorty and she could, I, I'll take care of her. And, you know, if we happen to make some babies, I'll take care of them too. Like, our love is comes out by way of sacrifice. Y'all love come by way of enjoyment. So, I think that the hard part about being married is remembering what I signed up for. Like, it wasn't supposed to be, how I always say, rainbows and butterflies. It's, I have an obligation to adhere to based on the covenant I desired to have. So, no, so no man likes to take... I'm sure some dudes like to go out, but it's not it's not the man's bread and butter. Like he didn't get married to you because oh my god, she's such a conversationalist and I just wanna No, like I think men have this point where we're dating this girl, we're talking to this girl, and something in our brain just clicks, like, oh ding ding ding, this could be the one. Where women, y'all can, y'all can almost like, y'all have this like emotional elasticity where you can make room for other men. Where y'all can like, y'all like 60% of this dude. So you can form yourself to love him in total based off the 60. Like y'all are very malleable in when it comes to making your feelings make sense. Men on the other hand, we'll mess with a bunch of chicks. We don't love a bunch of chicks. Like, we'll, we'll mess around with a bunch of girls. We'll even date a bunch of girls. Very solemnly, do you see a man really be in love with, with a woman and, and it don't work out? Because it's in that man's nature. Just like it's in that... What? Just like it's in that woman's nature to nurture the family and rear the family and do what you got to do. It's in that man's nature to, you know... Stay focused on. I can't even focus on what I was saying because this car definitely almost just hit us, and I'm trying to like make it sound good. But no, it's in a it's in a woman's nature to nurture. It's in a man's nature to secure. So when a man finds a woman that he really digs and really loves, he'll change his behavior without being asked to. Like he'll know that these things are detrimental to what I what I want long term. So I'll change these behaviors, even though that jump probably hurts. I don't want to change it. It's mad annoying. She's mad annoying. But it's like now you have this internal motivation to do what you got to do. So that's why I be looking at you sometimes with that mushy crap. I'm like, listen, I'm not even on that kind of time. I know that mushy crap. Like what? Sometimes you went, oh, baby, you're so cute. I'm like, yo, can I move? You are lying. No, I'm not. That'd be my thought in my head, but I know that you be on that cute time sometimes, sometimes, so I have to let it happen, but I don't be thinking about that. Mm-hmm. I think about, are y'all fed? Are y'all safe? Is there anything else I got to do? 
what is your what is your I was thinking about it the other day like what is my favorite part about this being married thing I'll let you go first before I talk about my side what's my favorite part your favorite part about being married well honestly trying to date right now is for the birds so speed check reported ahead on I-495 South thank you GPS I don't have to be out here worrying about all other dudes because I'm already married so your 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 happy thoughts in marriage is that it's trash outside anyway you already bagged up pretty much that's one part I ain't gonna hold you I definitely agree it's trash outside like I realized that the headache I would have trying to take talk to some of these females versus just being married already is totally different like post pandemic dating is not what it was supposed to be I'm so confused there's a list did you hear about that? There's a list of places that you can't go on your first date. No. And majority of them I've taken to I've taken you on dates. And I'm like, wait, when did that not become a thing? Like movies is not a good first date. Bowl, first, bowling is not a good first date. First date. Yeah. Cheesecake Factory is not a good first date. So what else? Did they give you options for was a first date? No, nah, this is a shorty saying that they don't this is not what they would do. And I'm no. like, yo, what's wrong with First of all, okay when we first started dating, I was 19 years old with no car and a part-time job. So Cheesecake Factory means I didn't eat this week to have some bread on the end so I could take you out. And I'm ordering the cheapest thing on this menu and letting you get what you want so I can still look good. <laughs> Cheesecake Factory, not a first date. Anyway, so aside from... Oh, that's not smart. I'm about to go toe-to-toe with 18-wheeler. Okay. I don't understand why people drive the way they do in these rural areas. We are in. I don't understand why we're recording this while we are driving. Because it's how you gonna get the raw version of me. Because I don't have time to think about what I'm gonna say. Because these people out here driving nutty. We in what upstate New Hampshire trying to get back home. All right. So aside from dating being trash, what is your highlight for being married? I get to say I'm somebody's wife. I mean, I know a bunch of people who say that now that are nowhere near being married. So you didn't have to actually get married for that. Or did you want it to, be, you want it to stand on something? It so, wouldn't mean anything. I wouldn't say it if I wasn't married. Okay, so you used to be out here stunned like, I'm Mike Rose's wife. <laughs> yeah. No, you do not. Will you be stunned at I'd be at? like showing my hand when I feel like somebody's staring at me. I'd be like, just show, just show my hand real quick. Two carrots of ice on so you really be stunting on folk off my good name. Like, Mike Rose, that's my man. You be like, uh, what's the name for my hate? Uh, everybody hates Chris. I don't need this. Mike Rose, my husband. And he got two jobs. I got more than two jobs. Okay, I guess. So, there's this thing I asked you to pull up the 15 oh. questions. So I say again, I'm, so we're we're kind of like a social media cu- kind of couple, not in the sense that we're like a Kardashian or nothing, but more in the sense that we communicate in reels. We communicate more often than stuff we've seen and share. We'll talk about it later. So there's this post that came up about 15 questions you're supposed to ask your significant other. So we're gonna do that now and see how far we get. We got 23 miles before. 
Gloria Patterson Stevens decides to talk again. What's a mistake you've made that looking back you wouldn't change because of what it taught you? That voice, that sounded like when a teacher was trying to read in kindergarten to the whole oh. class. Remember when she turned the book around so everybody could see it? Like, hey, hey, boys and girls, the cow jumped over the moon. Starbucks. Can you say focus? Read the question again, please. <laughs> What's a mistake you've made that looking back you wouldn't change because of what it taught you? Getting married young. Yeah. It was a terrible idea, but I evolved into a, a more solidified person after being divorced, which I hate that that is the real math, but I, I think I would change pieces of it, but I wouldn't change that it happened. I think I'm the type of person that thrives under pressure, and the pressure of now starting my life over after being young and having to start my life over, it made me very resilient. What you got? I have the same one. Um, really? Yeah. Get out of my bag. Um, I feel like it taught me stuff and forced me into certain things uh, to make me a better person and part of who I am now. Okay. Go. Question two. What's one thing you tell your younger self to give them peace of mind? You're uh -huh. not going to be homeless. That's you? Yeah. That's crazy. I say the same thing. I've been telling myself, like, yo, you know we got a bag now, right? But I be reminding myself, like, yo, we get money now. It's okay. And then the other one's like, yo, I gotta be I have to remind myself sometimes that I'm safe. Like, yo, chill. You don't have to respond like that. We're safe. Like, I know that my go-to response is aggression. So I'd be having to remind myself, like, don't pop on that person. That was something subtle or that was something indirect that wasn't meant like that. I got to remind myself not to fly off the handle. Yeah. Okay. So home, you said, wait, you're not going to be homeless? So you thought as a kid you were going to be homeless? Um, yeah, sometimes. You know, I have, I have an adult fear of that. Like, why are you going to be homeless? I'd be driving around looking like if I had to be home, I could sleep right there and I'd be okay. I do that everywhere I go. I'm like, yo, if I had to, I could sleep right there. I know I'd be straight if I just, you know, slept right there. I always think about like, where where does one go when you're homeless? Like when it's bad weather or whatever. Where can I go? Where, where would I be able to crash at and not be susceptible to the weather outside? Anyway, next question. Describe a time when you truly stepped out of your comfort zone. Marrying you twice. Starting swift ties. So I would say I was in, I was in a nice I was in a happy spot before we got back together. I was kind of like figuring myself out, figuring out which way I wanted to go, and really get to this matured man type of spot. I was really happy with. Describe a time where you truly stepped out of your comfort Oh, yeah. I had to come out of that for that. And that... I think like, the PTSD just wiped my whole train of thought. I had to come out of come out of that comfortable space. Um, I think I've told you before. I'm, I wagered 
the mental and emotional and spiritual health of the children against my comfortability to see that you know scientifically talks about how much more effective a female child is when they've had their father around not to say I wasn't around before but I thought that it would be beneficial for them to have a male in the house so let me wager my happiness against their wholeness and you know not to say I you know wasn't digging you or whatever thank you but I definitely wager the kids um, longevity against my happiness to justify this at times Okay. Next question. No, did you answer the question? Swift ties. Well, tell them what that is. Maybe my, my listeners don't know what that is. Swift ties is my business that I started about hoot, hoot. three years ago. Pew, 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 pew. And it's evolved into me being a content consultant, bang, marketing bang. consultant. And when I started that, I got out of my comfort zone, definitely. Starting a business. Not just that. I think it was out of your comfort zone too because it requires you to be an extrovert. And you are, if anybody I know is an, is an introvert, it'd be you. And you gotta get on live, you gotta talk to people, you gotta. But I don't mind doing Doing that. seminars and stuff and all this other stuff. I don't mind doing that part though. Yeah, but I think it's also a stretch in an unfamiliar area. Yeah, when, I'm, when I started it, yeah. Yeah, but you're a boss now, so it's fine. All right, next one. When you envision your future, what's one thing that excites you the most? Having a house. A nice house. I heard a lot of emphasis on the back of that. When I envision, say, when I envision my future, what is what? When you envision your future, what's one thing that excites you the most? My kids being straight. Um... I think it excites me the most so I'm able to look around and notice that my kids are growing in a healthy way. Um, I know they're a little terrorist sometimes, but... Sometimes? Yeah. Like 72% of the time. Eh, 85% of the yeah, time. Yeah, 85% of the time they're domestic terrorists. But it's, they got good morals and they got good hearts. And I'd like to see them, you know, exercise their maturity as the time affords them. Also, I look forward to me and my best friend talked about this for the longest about having rocking chairs on the front porch and just rocking our old little lives away. I I can't wait to be. I mean, I can wait, but I'm gonna be the best grandpa ever. I'm gonna be A class papa, Big Paul. Mommy, can we go to Big Paul house? Mommy, Big Paul on the phone. Yes, I love that. Come to Big Paul House anytime you want, baby. Come on by. Love it. Big Paul, I need a down payment for my car. Write me a contract. You know how this goes. Love it. All right, so you're excited to be a grandfather? What? Yo, being a grandparent, I, I watched it. I watched it with my mom. Being a grandparent is the illest stuff ever because you have kids and a relationship with the child that you can give away. I can rock with you, you can kick you, I can teach you, I can discipline you, you can show me love, but at the end of the day, you are not my fiscal responsibility. Go home, little hungry child. You don't need every waffle in my house, just like your mama used to. Go home. I love it. It's the best of both worlds. 
get out my face and I love you at the same time. Mm-hmm. I just want a house. I know. Trust me, I and know. my car. I want my house and my car. I just want that wraparound porch. Anyway. <laughs> if you could take a year off to pursue something with no financial constraints, what would it be? Photography. Photography. I, I've been thinking about it for a minute. I would love to be a photojournalist and go around the world and really, really take in the human experience. Okay. But you messed me up, Miss Tell me something about bag on speaker producer. I, they I can hear me. Real, I realized that you was holding the phone down. They can hear me either they way. They hear you because we are on a highway. They can still hear me. I enunciate. Jeez. Yeah, photojournalism. I would love to go around the world and really dig into the plight of the human condition. Uh, going to different regions, different communities, different types of people, and just hearing them out for what they got to say. Not necessarily making a judgment call or you know, drawing any opinions on what I've seen, but just hearing people for the sake of hearing people. Go. I would want to have my own clothing line. Yeah? Yeah. Consisting of what? Clothing, purses, you know, a style that I envision myself in that I want to put out there. Okay, so give me, give me draw, you know, make up an outfit on the spot. Go ahead. I mean... What would you put together? We're in the fall right now, so I would say some baggy jeans. Baggy jeans. Like some oversized jeans. Boyfriend jeans? Uh, I don't know if that's what they're called, but some oversized jeans with like a light, a light sweater that I could put a blazer over and some nice shoes. I don't, okay, you have to put that together for me. You lost me at the baggy jeans. You wasn't listening. I said, you said baggy jeans, light sweater, blazer, shoes. What did I not hear? So where do you, where you lost that? I, for all the husbands listening, you see how they try to play us? You weren't listening. Yes, I was. And I repeated it verbatim. I didn't say I wasn't listening. I said I didn't understand. Two different things. Kimo Sabi. Next question. Is there a skill or hobby you've always admired from a distance but never tried? About you or in general? skill or a hobby that I've always admired. Um, Why would that be about me? Because you might have a skill or a hobby that I admire, duh. Um, no. I don't know. You first. I don't know. I pretty much, the way I see it in my head is if I like the skill, I'll try it. And if I've tried it, I've tried it to an extent where I'm pleased. So I don't know if I... I, I did that with makeup. Yeah, you did. And your fly had it too. I, I would say... I love to sing. Like, it's my favorite... One of my favorite things to do. I know I'm not the best at it. But if I could really, like, take time to focus on it and really get right, I would love to sing. It's, it's very cathartic. I was getting a bag. Oh my gosh. I was seeing so much unhindered money in the time of the pandemic. 
I will go back and be dead on smacking. When I tell you the things I would redo with that bread, instead of just blowing and having fun and getting a chance to relax, I'd have been in my bag something heavy. I'd have, yo, with the money I was getting, I was I probably made like 30 grand in the time I wasn't able to go to work. I'd have took that extra 30 grand and got my life right. And would have invested better in the things that I need to do. Hmm. Shout out, you know, recipes, all those that didn't make it through the pandemic. And shout out to those who lost their mind during the quarantine. But that's that's a year I would definitely go back and take them 30 racks and get right. Would have utilized my social media more in what year? Pandemic. Oh, you didn't mention the year. Oh, sorry. What the hell doing? What is happening? I don't know. Are we going that way? I don't think so. This exit 58. change the course of the world and yeah i want you to hear me out for what what i'm saying and not what you know could be taken from it i will restore the monotheistic culture and values and the value system of the world around us um, i wouldn't force anybody into religion because that's not the relationship that i want but i would turn it to back to monotheism where we're focused on the pursuit of our purpose 
rather than the pleasure of a deity or um, these trials and tribulations that we have to go through to make life make sense I would really bring it back to the purity of loving God, loving your neighbor, loving your family and making the world make sense like we really be beefing over nothing and I think it's because we don't have God in our hearts we really don't have God in our hearts to give us the guidance to understand that we're doing more harm than solving and our egos, it's like we're, we're a bunch of powerful children and warheads are toys and we play with them at the expense of other people because once you launch that bomb, once you do that harm, you're not the one that's down there with the consequence. You sat somewhere and gave off an order and it changed lives. So I think we can get back to the mindset teaching, you know, the, the when I say monotheism, of course, I mean Christianity and bring to the world the truth and value, not church, not the stuff that doesn't hurt your feelings and got your mama hating God. No, I'm talking about the values of what the gospel is about. Loving God, loving yourself, loving your neighbor, loving your family, and doing right by as many people as you can. Boom. That was my day. Something I thought about, or I've been thinking about. Wars are dumb. We only go to war because we lack the intellectual capability of communicating to a satisfactory degree. Like, even if we don't choose, we can choose to agree to disagree and still be cordial and not have to come to blows about everything. But it's like, oh, you're not going to do what I'm saying? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hurt you. I'm going to blow something up. That's such a weird mindset to have because when you blow something up, you blew something up. Like, if I drop a bomb on, on, on a country, the firmament will never be the same. The people will never be the same. The the geographical perspective of the land that I hit with an explosive will never be the same. But we're talking about we're fighting for the world and the world we live in is dumb. We shouldn't be fighting. We should literally be learning how to compromise and communicate to where it can be successful. But, okay. Okay. Go ahead. Next question. Did you answer that question? You didn't answer that question. You said a lot okay. about that but, but that was my response. That wasn't your response. I don't even know what I would change. She would make Starbucks free. I would make cars a dollar. Cars a dollar. Would you change the repair price or the repair price stay the or same? Or maybe like, I'll make cars like 5000 All cars, $5,000. I would say ten. Ten thousand. Every car, ten stacks. Like. And we don't produce cars more than ten stacks. It's so hard to get a car now. So hard to get ahead. But I would, I would make cars affordable. Okay. And houses. I think the the basic needs of people should be met: healthcare, lodging, transportation, food. Anything else outside of that? That's a you problem. Okay. Yeah. What's something you? Never done, but feel you're, you'd be good at something I've never done. I think I'd be a good bartender. Something I've never done, but I think I'd be good at something I've never done. Um, I don't know. That's that's not usually my story. If I wanted to do it, I did it. Uh, 
bartender, I think I'd be a really great painter. If I really focused on what I envisioned and wanted to do, I'd be a great painter. That's a wild question. If a movie's made about my life thus far, what would be the most unexpected twist? I think the unexpected twist would be my flair for the dramatic as well as my dark side. Like, I don't think anybody would be expecting that from, like, if you ever seen a movie called Hide and Seek with Robert De Niro, nobody expected how that movie went after a certain point. And it was more so like a, oh, snap. I feel like that's where it would be for me. You watch a movie about my life, see the things I've been through and all that, and then all of a sudden it would just turn to like a scary movie or a psychological thriller. And it'd be based on the fact that, you know, ain't always screwed too tight. Adam. I don't even know how to answer this. If if my life was a movie. Alright, let's let's bring it down. If your life was a movie, who would play you? I don't know. Winston Duke. Why? First of all, he's Umbaku. But second of all, I like the depth of his what he's able to do as far as his acting range and how he can go from, you know, an arrogant, egotistical tribal leader to someone with, you know, I'm thinking about us to Wakanda. I like how he, he has a, a strong range of the ability he's able to portray. When Sindhu would definitely be on my side. I don't know. The first person that came to my mind was Viola Davis. Viola Davis is gonna play you? Oh, you trying to get a Grammy. You trying to get you trying to get an Oscar, something crazy. I said a Grammy. You trying to get an Epcot. Yeah. Oh, oh you know what he got, sorry. He got. If you could immerse yourself into a new culture or way of life for a year. Where and how would you choose to live? That's not a good idea. Yeah, that's funny that you said that. I'm thinking I would immerse myself in Islam, not in the necessarily the religion. I would always still can uh, maintain my faith, but I love their discipline. I love their discipline and seemingly unilateral sense of belief, like. They own what they own, and that's that's it. Like, there's no deviation, at least for the fundamentalist or the traditionalist. It is what it is. So, kind of same thing with the Jew. Like, it is what it is. The culture is my belief. My belief is my culture. So, if I could spend time learning to be disciplined like that, I'm with it. I said India because I love the the the, the outfits, the colors, all of that. Okay, so you like the culture of India. Yeah, that's what it says, culture. Yeah, go ahead. Um, what's a story from your childhood that you've never shared with me but think about often? That got dark. Why is, why did it get dark? Because I don't, I don't really remember a lot of pleasantries in childhood. I'll give you one. 
that's so, I've, so, I've heard, heard of. Yeah, so we can keep the we can keep the levity of the conversation. Um, <laughs> Which land are you in, sir? I don't know. Uh, this actually happened two years in a row, and I was I think this is why I'd be so over it with holidays. So one year, my mother had made a mac and cheese, and we were supposed to be going to my my godmother's house, and my brother kept throwing clothespins at me, and I just got annoyed and turned around too fast. And dropped the whole pan of mac and cheese outside. And I don't know if... No. So, yeah, I dropped it at the house. This is not two different years. It's the same year. It's the same day. I dropped it at the house, but I dropped it in a way where the foil caught it and nothing happened. So, I was able to flip the pan back over and keep it pushing. Sounds nasty. Nah. Like, the way my mother wrapped it, she wrapped it so tightly that it was like saran wrap and foil and it was stuck to the pan so there's nothing you can do about it okay. so what this truck is leaning it was really it was it was beneficial i get to my godmother house and drop it again this time it ain't work this time the gravel done touched it and i dropped it again by putting it trying to balance it on the railing and open the door at the same time why would you do that I think I was just over the day. Like, I used to get really overstimulated and just want to get through pieces of stuff. Like, I don't want to... I, I want to be here, but I don't want to have to go through the crap that it took to get here. It's too much effort. Huh. Nah. Um, I told you I got hit by a car, right? Dropped the mac and cheese twice. Because uh, <laughs> still, I still think about, like... How are you going to interrupt what sorry. I was saying? Because I really dropped... I'd have been... As an adult, imagine Madison dropping the mac and cheese twice. I'd have been pissed. Like, bro, hold on to the pan, brother. What are you doing? But realistically, you said you got hit by a car. I think you told me you got hit by a car. That's just, you got chili eating something. Yeah. Yeah, you told me this story. You got to pick another one. I don't know. Nothing really happened. Yeah, nothing really happened. I, I remember when I got beat for going to a store with a friend and the lady that at the store thought I was trying to steal the lip gloss but I just opened it to smell it so I remember getting home and I got beat so bad like you know how you can see stuff from the outside and the blinds shake yeah. that's the kind of beating I got why they call home yep and I was supposed to stay at a friend's house that night but she said she had to bring me back home because I was stealing they, they, they thought I was stealing but I wasn't how did they find out they were looking at me up through the cameras. So what I'm saying, the people in the store called your mother? No, they came down and they was talking to the lady I was with. Oh. And the lady and that you was with didn't defend you? She thought I stole it. I said, it's not even in my pocket. I don't even have pockets. I put it back. It's right here. But nobody believed me. But they should check your purse and see that you don't have I it. I didn't have a purse. I, I said person. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, that lady ain't stick up for you. She a cornball. That's why I'm letting my kids go nowhere. You can't go nowhere and they don't defend you how your daddy defend you. I don't want to hear that. Yeah. I Cornball. I don't think I told you that story, right? No, that was the worst. All right. Next question. Um, if you could teleport to any place in the world at this very moment, where would you go and why? Mine's double because I would teleport this whole car home and be done with this. Um, or I would teleport to Italy because it's beautiful. I would teleport to like Bali or Bora Bora. 
want to I want to be there or like them secret lakes in the Midwest that be extra clear and mountainy and all that like them things you see on Instagram them like oh if you really know your boyfriend which scenery would you pick those I teleport to those okay like this scenery right now is really fly I just didn't get a chance to be near water how I like it Last question. Last one, all right. If you could send a message to the entire world and have them listen, what would you say? God loves you. Straight facts. God loves you. And have them listen, God loves you. Regardless of how you feel about it or whether you choose to agree, he loves you. Flaws, issues, mindsets and all, he's still right behind you. If you would just try it out, and I'm saying you gotta join a church and all this extra stuff just yet, just try it out. I guarantee you find out the truth. I would say, um, oh my God, I had it in my head. Jesus, Lord. <laughs> don't be too hard on yourself. Just don't be too hard on yourself. You're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna piss people off. Yeah. <laughs> and just don't be too hard on yourself. We're all learning in this thing called Earth World. We're Earthlings. It's called called Earth World. We're Earthlings. That's what it's called. <laughs> Earth World. Are we Earthlings? I mean, I guess <laughs> citizens of Earth. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's my message I have. Okay, that was solid. So. I didn't really want to be on here long. I just wanted to kind of like... Finally. What? <laughs> she thinks that my episodes are too long. I like talking. That's why I have a podcast. Sue me. Don't sue me because I don't have a legal team. Um, <laughs> out of this whole weekend, what was your favorite part? The food. Because I didn't go to the beach. So the food was the best part. Mine was the argument. What? Mm-hmm. I think it was only because I didn't hold back and because it wasn't emotion based it was logic based and I, I made you see that and once you saw it, even though you wasn't feeling the scenario you kind of had to acquiesce because you're like well dad you're kind of right and although we were still beefing still mad you had to sit there with like okay you're right but I'm still mad. And I'm like, oh, I can receive, I can receive the truth. You, you, you could definitely be mad. I'm, I'm in here wallet. But at least you heard, like, it was a it was a healthy adult argument. <laughs> for the most part. And it was, you know, it went well. And then we, we, we utilized conflict resolution skills, a.k.a. you alright? Alright. And it kind of worked out. Don't eyeball me, I'm weird. Even though food was slapping. Shout out to River House. That's gonna be the low. That's gonna be the low. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That little seafood chowder was smack in. What else did you have? I had this crab Saratoga. I had that drink two days in a row. It was the best breakfast I've had to date. Except for that French toast in Rhode Island. That French toast in Rhode Island touched a different part of my soul. Yeah, that cinnamon toast was like that with that strawberry rhubarb jelly 
That's what it was. That was strawberry rhubarb, right there. Smack. That's the cream cheese. Hey, yo. About to change the whole menu item because of you. Yep. Um, so, I don't know how much time we've actually been on, but in the time that you spent first marriage, second marriage, this is year two. I thought it was year three, but year two. Re, recap, re, what are you, what's the word? I don't know. Resume. <laughs> we've been doing this since I was 19, but we've been married. The first time was three and a half. This time's two, huh? First time was two and a half. It was three and a half. half. It was three and a half. half. It was three and a half. Two and a half. Bro. No, it was two and a half. Because we had divorced in June, our anniversary in July. It would have been three. So it was two and a half. All right. I know. Shut up. Okay. (laughs) What's what's a takeaway from the experience as a whole? I need more time to relax. I'm mad that that was your takeaway. (laughs) <laughs> I'm mad that you're taking away. Like I need to come back out here by myself. I think my takeaway would be you gotta, you gotta. I, I know what I gotta work on. Put it like that. I've learned the things that I need to work on about me that are required to produce the best husband and person. It's a little, it's a little lengthy in work, but it's alright. And like I don't got forever to figure it out. Okay. Word. Anything else you want to give to people? Not really. Yo, I appreciate y'all taking this little ride with us. We pretty much killed an hour of the trip chit-chatting with y'all. Um, shout out to Coke Wave. Shout out to, you know, Hefe, a.k.a. Kendra. I appreciate y'all. And you know, you know, we got to reschedule. It's going to be lit. So either way, about to be popping. I appreciate you guys listening to another episode of Cutting Board. This has been your host, Mike, and we are out. Peace.